0: Jeff Wagner, WTMJ. I'm on the road, broadcasting live from the Wisconsin State Fair. I'm not the only one on the road, though. As part of his summer bus tour, Governor Walker is out and about the state, and he joins us now. Governor, good afternoon.
1: Hey, Jeff. Great to be with you. Good to see you at the fair the other day. We were there for five different appearances this week, but today I'm up way at the other end of the state in Rhinelander as part of a 21 city stop between now and the primary election.
0: Outstanding. Um, how has the reception been as you travel out state, Governor?
1: Oh, it's super. People are pumped up. Yesterday I was in uh, Milwaukee, Sheboygan, Manitowoc, did a tailgate outside of Lambo Field. This morning we were in Marinette, uh, Anago, Rhinelander here now, and we're headed to Mosinee, Clintonville, and uh, Clover yet today. So people just, one, it's great to see folks. We see folks at businesses, we see grassroots supporters. Um, part of it is just reminding people, one, and I'm asking for the vote on Tuesday, that I technically have a the election this Tuesday, but more importantly, that I'm asking for their vote and their help on November 6th, because it's been a nine-day difference. As you know, Jeff, before I was governor a few years ago, unemployment was at 9.3%. Our, our, a lot of our graduates in the state were going to other states to find careers. Today, we've had five months in a row of sub-3% all-time low unemployment. And we actually have more career opportunities than we have people to fill them. So our, our plan for the future is really to help keep Wisconsin working for generations to come.
0: Governor, when, when we actually ran into each other, we saw each other a couple of days ago, I, I was telling you how impressed I was with the new commercials you're running talking about Foxconn, because what, one of the things, I, I admit, that makes my head explode is you have all these challengers running around who are complaining about Foxconn, saying this was a huge waste of money. Um, a, a lot of those arguments, I think, are, are ill-informed, but also misleading at, at best. But Is Foxconn going to be a success?
1: It's going to be an unbelievable success, and you're right. Those ads are important in two regards. One, we did something unconventional. We run them by by media market, not just the same ad statewide. So, in Green Bay, we point out not only the benefit of the 13,000 direct jobs, uh, but all the contractors in Northeast Wisconsin, as an example, Bolt Construction, Anita uh, Foundry. The list goes on and on. And the fact that in downtown Green Bay, they're doing they're going to hire 200 high tech positions just at the Green Bay, Foxconn Innovation Center, that's just one of many examples, whether it's in Eau Claire or with a similar center, or whether it's with people uh, benefiting in north-central Wisconsin or all across the state. Just in contracting alone, the first few phases, you have more than 60 companies uh, that benefit and employ people in 60 to 72 counties. Uh, by the end of the time of their construction is done, I believe it will be benefiting families in every, or at least in counties, in every part of the state of Wisconsin and then the other part and we talked about this the other day I I wanted to deliver it myself so it was crystal clear Foxconn has to earn their credits based on actual investment and job creation no jobs and investment no credits they've already created jobs they've already made investments they're gonna I think they're gonna do even better and if anyone doubts that just down the way from where they're located at uh, we helped a few years back Amazon came in At the time, we gave them some help, and in return, they were going to create 1,250 jobs. They're now at the 4,000 job mark. I think Fox is going to be the same.
0: Governor, one of... One of the issues, that again, is kind of bizarre to me, is many of the people who are running for the right to challenge you in the Democratic primary have decided to come out with an agenda that talks about releasing people from the state prisons, the idea that we can cut the prison population in half without endangering safety. And there was, a, a I think, one of the, in my words, not yours, one of the dumbest politifacts that I saw the other day. I mean, the reality is, can you substantially reduce the Wisconsin prison population over any reasonable period of time without releasing people who really shouldn't be on the streets?
1: No, actually, uh, Jeff, on that one, I would agree with you. It actually was one of the dumbest political facts out there because I said every day I've talked about it, that the day I stood with Mike Cravello, the Milwaukee Police Association president, uh, the day after, yesterday, today, whenever I've talked about it, I have said clearly uh, that when people like Tony Evers and Kelder Roys and others say that they support cutting the prison population by 50%. Today, today there are two-thirds of the inmates uh, are in prison for violent offenses, and that means today, if you look at the way things are, assuming that trends, as you know, having been a prosecutor, haven't changed dramatically from year to year over the past several decades. Today that would mean if you have two-thirds are in for violent offenses and you let 50% out, uh, that means you will actually have thousands of violent criminals out on the streets, and even for the supposed nonviolent offenses. I mean, think of this irony of you've got people who want to impose more uh, penalties, more difficulties on law-abiding citizens, but at the same breath, supposedly the nonviolent, third that are in, some of them are in for things like gun-related offenses, like selling uh, firearms illegally and other things in that regard. So those are... I, those would be, very practically, if you're going to let half out, those obviously would be some of the people that would be the most likely to be out in the streets. It just makes no sense. 100% of okay. the people in prison today are in because they're convicted felons. They're not in for misdemeanor crimes. They're not in for other issues. They're in because they've been sentenced to a year of war in a prison, and ultimately that means uh, that, uh, that they're going to be letting violent criminals out. Now, I think the best way to reform the system is not to let people out early. It's to do what I started doing a few years ago, which we expanded, and I want to expand even more, and that is giving people education and training at the end of their term so that when they're when they're out of prison, legitimately out of prison at the end of their sentence, they're out there um, having a career, like a guy I met just the other day who was a welder who told me he got trained, and uh, he was a felon, and now he's working again. That's the right way to do it. As long as I'm governor, I will never let a violent criminal out of prison early Unfortunately, a number of my opponents, like Tony Evers and Kelda Royce, uh, do agree to a plan to have half the half the population
0: out. Well, and the other thing too, Governor, in order to meet those kind of numbers, not only would you have to release a number of people, but it effectively would assume you're not sending any more people into the prison system that have committed crimes of violence. If you look at the numbers, it just It just flat out doesn't add up. And I just, from a public safety perspective, for the life of me, I don't understand running for governor on a platform that would say, I want to release more people from the state prison system. makes no sense to me at all.
1: It doesn't, but, Jeff, here's the interesting thing. I said this has been one of the benefits of having a, a highly contested race on the other side, having eight candidates out there. They've been having forum after forum after forum, and I say it's a bit like taking truth serum uh, a lot of times liberals will kind of hide and pretend to be a little bit more mainstream in a general election. They have clearly laid out that the, uh, in, their, in these forums and in these interviews that they're appealing to the far, 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 extreme, dangerously liberal element of their party. And that's where ideas like this come from. It's, it's from the far, far left. I don't think that reflects the average independent. I don't even think it reflects some of the so-called traditional Democrats in this state. And it certainly doesn't reflect the views of Republicans and conservatives.
0: Governor, since I have you, I do have to ask you, the the breaking news story this afternoon is your former um, state correction secretary, Ed Wall, has apparently released a book very, very critical of you, very, very critical of attorney Brad Schimmel. Um, Do you have any comment on, I'm sure you probably haven't read the book, do you you have any comment on, on what Ed Wall had to say?
1: Well, I just saw the uh, a brief synopsis of the story, and, and my reaction is simple. I, I think it's sad and pathetic that someone who was fired from his position at the Department of Justice for asking a state employee to break the open records laws would continue his lies and deceptions. I mean, it's just a sad commentary. We've seen it's it's uh, it's there's no one's disproved the fact. In fact, even a uh, Wisconsin Employee Relations Commission and a Dane County judge upheld that termination. From the Wisconsin Department of Justice because based on the idea, he was fired based on the premise that he told the state employee, uh, to, uh, to violate the state's open records laws. And that's, that's, like I said, it's sad and it's pathetic, but that's the situation. There.
0: Governor, I, I know I know you got to go, and I appreciate you joining us while you're on the bus. So let me just ask you this: As you reflect back over the last eight years, is there is there one thing that you would say you are proudest of as far as accomplishing, you know, as the governor of the state of Wisconsin?
1: Well, I think one of the uh, most important things is we've turned things around in the state. It wasn't just something we did; we created the environment, but the people of this state, people are the ones who create jobs and opportunity. We just create a better environment, but we created an environment that so we went from 9.3% unemployment before I was governor that, that year before, where 133, almost 134,000 jobs were, were, were had left in the four years prior, and where so many of our graduates were leaving the state to pursue careers elsewhere outside of Wisconsin, to today, the thing I'm the most proud of is people like my sons, Matt and Alex, are living and working here in the state. That, that So many of our sons and daughters, grandsons and granddaughters, nieces and nephews, are able to find careers that are meaningful careers that keep them here in the state of Wisconsin. That's where our plan for the next four years, which we'll be starting to run ads on in detail next week after the primary, really is about helping Wisconsin uh, help keep to be able to help keep Wisconsin working for generations to come.
0: Governor Scott Walker, thanks so much for joining us from the road. I look forward to talking to you in the very near future.
1: Thanks, Jeff. Have a great one. Everybody have a great time at the fair.